Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a double shot Tuesday. <laughs> Everybody knows the song Funky Town. They don't know Lips Incorporated as the band. <laughs> don't ask why I know that either. Uh, Bob Thompson's been a guest on our show before. He's the retired president of Fox Sports uh, Networks and helped co-found the Big Ten Network. He's been a great resource on many stories of sports media, conference realignment, understanding all the network stuff. And we got an interesting one with the charter slash Spectrum Disney battle. I reached out to Bob, who was kind of agreed to join us. Bob, welcome back. Good morning. How are you? I'm Will, Mark, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, start, if you can, explaining what these showdowns are, how they come about. Then I'm going to ask you to explain why this might be different. But, you know, when the agreement is is winding down, what's going on here that led to where we are at the moment? Well, these these are not unusual negotiations in that at some point if a contract expires, uh, Disney and Charter have probably been going back and forth for a good deal of time trying to come up with a um, new rate for the Disney channels and the ESPN channels. And it appears as though Charter has also thrown in, you know, wants some significant changes in how the channels can be distributed. And that's what's kind of different on this one as opposed to typical negotiations. It's really just overpriced. But this one's this one's different. Typically, and you say the Disney channels, um, this isn't a case like, hey, Disney says we want a dollar more for ESPN. These are a, a series of channels, and Charter has said more than, hey, that's too much. We want some other things here. But typically, how have that battles gone? Are we arguing over cents per channels, the bundle itself, and do we usually meet halfway and, and, and that's passed on to the consumer? Well, some of the channels for Disney, it's uh, it is sense. Um, you know, they have everything from Disney Channel through National Geographic Channel, Freeform, um, FX, uh, and then you've got ESPN, which you know those are ten dollars a month if you you know add up all the ESPN channels. So on the ESPN side, you're probably talking about dollars. Uh, you know, probably a seven to ten percent increase depending on how long the contract is. So what we've got now is we're also trying to change the distribution model. Mm -hmm. And that being Charter would like to offer the channels in a different manner. So as opposed to the bundle where you do a deal with ESPN and Disney, you distribute those channels to everybody. Uh, Charter would like to decouple these channels out of the bundle and either offer them on some level of tier or some other basis that's different than what the typical distribution has been. And I think one of the reasons they're doing it now is because we're kind of at this inflection point where people are dropping cable left and right and going to streaming, but still there's still 70 million people on the bundle. But how do you get from the bundle to what's going to be in the future? And I think what Charter is looking for is some way to transition 
that allows them to continue to offer these channels, but on a fair economic basis in their mind. Bob, from 10 years ago to where we are now, the business model on the cable side, has it changed such where now, in this case, a charter spectrum, they want me to keep my Wi-Fi and home internet and offer me the other options to view these channels. Has that become a priority where before it was, hey, keep me as a cable customer? Right. I think that it has changed. I mean, the video side of the business has really just become a commodity. Uh, It's available from a variety of sources not just your local cable or satellite distributor. You've got YouTube TV, Hulu, Hubo. You know, there's a number of them out there. And in in this case, another thing that's unusual is you actually have a legacy cable operator suggesting to its customers, well, go over to Fubo. You know, I, I saw something on TV this morning. They'll, they'll pay for 30% off for, of your Fubo bill for the first three months. I mean, that's unheard of. And I think what they're, what the, it's an indication of is for charter and and many of the legacy cable operators the broadband business is important i mean the, the margins are better you know you don't have to buy any programming you know if you're if you're not distributing on cable um and you're, you're just better off as a business using broadband first as opposed to they've always kind of led with video but with broadband and mobile they, they've got a very good business but they do need to keep a hold of that broadband does anybody have a scale tilt more when it comes to leverage here? That's an interesting question. I, I can tell you one thing, and that is this battle didn't start at the end of August because the Disney Channel has some great programming coming up in September. This is about <laughs> football. <Right. laughs> this is all about football. And one of the one of the dates, you know, yes, some college games are missed this weekend, but that's a bit of a tease because You've got Monday Night Football next week, and you've got Aaron Rodgers. You've got Josh Allen. That's a big game, and people are going to want to want to watch it. And I think Disney is hoping that's the leverage. And I think what Charter's going to stand on is there's a lot of other ways you, you can get this product. Go out and do it now. But if we can get by this first Monday Night Football game. We're going to be okay, but it's going to be it's going to be a battle, and it's going to get ugly, probably uglier than it has already. I mean, people, both sides are running ads now, and you know, do this, do that, and they're they're trying to take us to the cleaners. Oh no, they're trying to take us to the cleaners. But at the end of the day, both companies have a ton of economics tied up in this, and so I think there will be some resolution. The question is not if; it's more when. But that when, I mean, if you're a cable person of the past, you've had some of these maybe a day or two. What is realistic about how long this goes, you think? Depends how dug in charter is. Yeah. I think this, you know, they've been telegraphing this for a number of years. The former CEO of charter uh, recently retired, but as, as several years ago, he was saying how the model is broken. The bundle model is broken. And so they've been saying that, and I think the timing just got to the point where all these Disney channels and ESPN channels uh, are are up and expiring at the same time. And they figured, well, if we're we're ever going to do it, now's the time to do it. So like I said, it really just depends on how dug in charter is. One last question. I said, I want to move on to some other stuff. I think a, a sports fan, a person listening to this show thinks everybody watches ESPN hours and hours a day, but the model doesn't really work that way. And as you know, quite well, it's often people that never turn that channel on 
that are paying the 10 plus dollars a month that eventually made the model no longer work as the cord cutting began, right? That's correct. I think um, people don't realize that it's not a majority of, of, of subscribers watch ESPN or any of the, any channel for that matter. Right. The difference with ESPN is just the you know the dramatic price difference between ESPN and say you know the Lifetime Network or or you know something like that. It's you know it's a multiple of X that's huge, and so that's the difference. I think everybody understands. I don't want to subsidize. Um, I don't want to subsidize other people's tastes because I don't really care about those channels. And so that's the, you know, that's what charter is going to lean on. Uh, this whole idea of we're not going to pay for things that other people don't watch anymore. Let me move on. Uh, you know, we saw last week the decision was made. The ACC ends up expanding, taking Stanford and Cal and SMU. The unique part of that about SMU taking no media money for nine years, the discount of Cal and Stanford. I'm curious your thoughts as to that part of uh, of the deal. I think people can understand why the ACC takes that because the additional money pool. But what do you make of the decision by those three schools to do what they did? Um, it was interesting. I think certainly in the case of SMU, they were prepared to do whatever it took to get into a P5 conference. And they, I think once you saw the demolition of the Pac-12 conference, uh, which they thought probably was going to punch their ticket, they did whatever they were going to do, you know, whatever it would take to get into the ACC because that's probably their last chance. So that I understand. The Stanford, you know, Stanford's got a lot of money. Um, So they can figure it out. You know, private school, huge endowment, you know, not that they necessarily use that endowment to fund sports, but it's less of an issue. You know, Cal's a little different. They're a state school, but they're a different breed of state school and so you know they'll they'll figure it out uh reduce number for um the foreseeable future and then get full share down the road but i thought the interesting thing was and it was really really smart on on the guys at the acc to structure this deal in such a manner that you know espn's paying additional money but they're able to keep a good portion of that money after the small distributions to count Stanford um that Three of the schools, the ones who want more money, still voted against it. So I don't know that all is still all happy in the ACC now that these schools are in. I think the schools are likely to benefit, you know, Clemson, North Carolina, Florida State, from the incentives that have been built in, are the ones that still voted against it. So, you know, there's still a possibility that one of those, uh, you know, decides to take a shot at busting up that grant of rights. But, you know, other than that, I think we're going to be pretty pretty quiet on the expansion side. We've got a couple of uh, the orphans out on the West Coast, Washington State and Oregon State. We're going to figure out something, whether it's a, a merger with the Mountain West or if they just try and pick off some Mountain West schools and some AAC schools and reconstitute the Pac-12. Uh, you know, time will tell on that. But right now... It uh, should be pretty quiet unless something happens in the ACC. And it should be pretty quiet up until the next round of TV deals, which always triggers these things, uh, which kind of start in 2030. So maybe a year, year and a half before then, we might start seeing things shake loose again. Last question. You've done a lot of these negotiations. I'm curious, and you speak to everybody still in the industry. What was, and I don't know, lesson learned, but, but what, what, 
What do you and the industry take away of this crazy round the last couple of years? And as you said, what appears to be a pause because there are other bigger properties, NBA and others out there. But what do you take away? What does the industry take away of what just happened here? Well, consolidation's not an unusual for anybody who's been in the media business for any period of time. There's been a ton of consolidation within the media business. Now you're seeing it certainly within the sports business on the collegiate side. Um, the question is always, what's the next step? And it's consolidated such that you've gotten rid of one Power Five school, which had or Power Five conference with twelve schools. Um, so what's the next step? The next step is you've either you're going to uh, consolidate up, so maybe the top, say the top five, the top six brands from each conference join together and create the you know the so-called Super League, or you get rid of some of the people at the bottom of the food chain and you know, look at the soccer relegation model, which is <clears throat> difficult because it's not something that's ever really existed in sports here in the United States. Um, but in many parts of the world, that's how it is. And it's you, you win or you go home. And so the question is, how long will the guys at the top uh, want to bring along the folks at the bottom? And I think that's what Florida State is has been saying all along. Why are we not getting a bigger share than, say, some of the other schools in the ACC that don't necessarily bring the value that a Florida State does? Just mentioned that last segment before Bob came on. Bob Thompson uh, is on Twitter at RLT Sports. Uh, he's a great follower for all of this stuff that is never ending. Bob, thank you so much. Always appreciate our time. Thank you. My pleasure, guys. Have a good week. Uh, Bob Thompson explaining about the charter spectrum battle and why this is different. This is um, th- this is the cable company saying, here, we'll pay for you to go over here. Here's why we're okay for you going over here, because they're challenging the model. Th- th- they're basically saying, we'll dig our feet in the sand. The question is how long, and as Bob said, a college football weekend's one thing. There is an NFL season and a Monday night football game, and those are things that now become the next stage in a showdown that, this company is big enough to say, okay, let's wait and see what happens. And if you want to leave, they're telling you how you can leave. That's what makes it uh, different. Good stuff from Bob. Back to wrap up our Tuesday show. I'll tell you about tomorrow's program coming up. Double Shot Tuesday continues. Oh, Spirit in the Sky. You know the song. Is um, is uh, uh, Norman Greenbaum. Correct. Don't ask why I know that. Back to wrap up the Tuesday show next. It's a double shot Tuesday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.